I'd like for us to look this evening in the book of Mark. You're talking about uniforms or dress attire. I remember uh, uh, everybody got the memo, but nobody put on the rest of it, right? Uh, I remember a pastor, a friend, uh, my pastor was having an operation, and we were in a promotion. We had generals. I was General MacArthur. There was one General Patton. There was General Lee. And so there, and we had to dress attire in order to motivate the people. And we all got together. We said, we're going to dress up and go to the operation dressed up in our attire. But none of us did it except General Patton. He showed up at the hospital and they were just looking at him. And uh, we were laughing and laughing. Was that kind? No. But it wasn't my idea, but I participated in it, okay? <laughs> and uh, that, that's just the way life is sometimes. you, you got to enjoy it. You know, I, what I enjoy about the church here is the Spirit. Amen. Uh, there's something special. There's something sweet about the Spirit here. And I just don't say that. Even coming back this evening, there's many places you could be this evening, but you decided to come back to God's house to listen to God's Word. And uh, I, I want to encourage you uh, to continue because time is getting short. He's coming again. And I want him to tell each one of us, well done, thy good, key word, faithful servant. When I go home to be with the Lord, they're going to put, they're going to put one word on my tombstone, faithful. Faithful with his God. Faithful with his wife. Faithful with his ministry. Faithful unto death. That's, that's, that's all I'm concerned about is just being faithful. I can not do a lot of things. I can't sing. I, I wrote my, uh, I'm one of the ones that was a listener. <laughs> See, I listen. <laughs> and so I, I, I was one that just, but I will be in the heavenly choir. And I'll be praising and glorifying him. But while I'm here, I'll make a noise unto the Lord. And sometimes my noise is a little better than the person beside me. Sometimes it's not. But it doesn't matter because I'm glorifying God with my voice. So we're all participants. Remember this morning when I mentioned about being a ball fetcher. Remember in baseball, just fetching the balls. We all can participate to some degree. Look with me, if you would, uh, for the reverence of the Word of God. I'm going to ask you this evening to stand to your feet. Look in the book of Mark, chapter 4. Verse 35 and following. Mark chapter 4. I love the Gospels. I love reading the Gospels. I love Proverbs. I love Jeremiah. I love the book of Gen. I love the whole Bible. Uh, every part of the Bible is profitable. Every part. Some people like to select this and that. I like selecting every part of the Bible. I believe the whole Bible is for us and it's practical. The Bible says in verse 35, it says, And the same day when the eve was come, he said unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. How many of you want to get on the other side? I'm tired of this. I'm looking forward to going to heaven, but it's profitable and it's necessary that we stay here. That's what Paul told us in Philippians. But I'm looking forward to going to the other side. Not because I want to escape anything. I'm looking forward to seeing my Savior. I'm looking forward to seeing saints. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, the apostles. I'm looking forward to seeing other Christians. I'm looking forward to no more medicine in the morning. I'm looking forward to not going to sleep and having to wake up. I'm looking forward to just enjoying life. But while I'm here, I'm going to enjoy it. But I have to sometimes get to the other side. And to get to the other side, we have to face some things. Uh, uh, sometimes it's not as easy as it portrays itself to be. To be a missionary... Uh, it's not the easiest thing in the world, but it's a lot easier than being outside the will of God. 
It really is. Being a pastor, I'm glad I'm a missionary and not a pastor. Because when I want to be a pastor, I can be a pastor. And the moment that I don't want to be a pastor no more, I can be a youth director. And when I don't want to be a youth director no more, I can be a school uh, administrator. And when I don't want to be a school administrator no more, that's the advantage of being a missionary. So you'd want to be a missionary. Because you can just walk away from it. And leave it to God. Where a pastor has to stay and face the problems. Amen. That's the way life is. But until then, we just continue going forward. So the Bible says, let us pass over to the other side. And when they had sent them away, the multitudes, they took him even as he was in the ship. That's a good thing to do whenever you cross. When you get in the, bo in the boat of faith, you better take the Lord Jesus Christ with you. Don't go to the mission field if you're not going with God. Don't get in the pastor if you're not going with God. Don't try to face tomorrow without the Lord. Because there are going to be some difficulties this week in your life. You just have to face them. So the Bible goes on to tell us he was with them. And the Bible says, and they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. Indication, little ships in the great sea. And the Bible says in verse 37, and there arose a great storm of wind. And the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awakened him and said unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose, rebuked the winds, said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased. And there was a great calm. And he said unto them, why are you so fearful? How is it that ye have what? No faith. We're commanded to walk by faith. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Not by the internet. Not by these evangelists. Not by these individuals that are always teaching something that they don't practice online. God blesses the word of God in a local New Testament Bible-believing Baptist church. And many times, if we're not careful, we let someone else direct our spiritual life when we should be directed by the Word of God, from the man of God, in the place that God ordained. Because today, people are all over the place. And I don't want you to go into your storm or your challenges without God. And the Bible says in verse 41... And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? What a mighty God we serve. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we do thank you for what we've heard today. Thank you for the good report on decisions on this bus. Those individuals that came in this morning, I know they're rejoicing that they had the opportunity to come to your house to hear your word to strengthen and refresh themselves in order to go in to this week. I pray and ask that you would bless each one of us this evening, encourage us in your word, help us, Lord, to understand the importance of your word, not only today, but tomorrow when we awake. Help us to look to thee in prayer, in Bible reading. I pray, Father, that you would give us something that would be profitable to help us to get to the other side. We ask and pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you for standing. Seven months ago, we have a big cedar tree in the front of our property. Huge. 
115 years old. I met the man that planted it. He now has gone into eternity. I tried to tell him about Jesus Christ. He was staunch in his religious beliefs. But he described to me when he planted the seed. And he watched the tree grow. The tree is big, sturdy, strong, and beautiful. It's a landmark in our area. In fact, on our track we have a... Brother Alex, you saw the tree. It's a huge tree. Well, in January, the tree was struck with lightning. In the center, it exploded. Everyone in the city heard it and seen it with the flash of light. Right in the center. Went right through the center of the tree, passed into the root system, went over and exploded in some little bodega, which is like a little uh, uh, gardener shack. Everyone was concerned, and they would come up and say, Pastor, Brother Bordel, uh, hermano, que, que vamos a hacer? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? The tree has been struck by lightning. I says, easy. Don't stress. Past two, three months, everyone, what are we going to do with the tree? Are we going to cut it down? No, 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 easy. Be still. All of a sudden, I brought in experts. They looked at the tree. They examined the tree. The tree, I spent more on doctors looking at a tree than I spent on myself. <laughs> they said, we don't know. And I says, yeah, no one knows. Only God knows. Well, after several weeks gone by, they went to several other trees that are similar in the area. They said, well, there, there may be hope. I says, there's always hope. I'm tired of people giving up hope. The condition, uh, 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 look at the condition of the world. Not to mention our country. And we'll go even a little deeper. The state. But I'm not giving up hope because God is still on the throne. Three months ago, it started to blossom. It's in better condition now than it was before. We were getting ready to prune it. You say, that's impossible. Nothing is impossible with God. When we were building the building, you saw the building when we were putting the base rock down. The contractor told me, Pastor, I know you're a man of faith, but uh, there, uh, we need water. I says, I'm not buying water where it rains 250 inches a year. He says, yes, but it's the dry season. I says, with God, there is no dry season. How we limit God? He goes, I know you're a man of faith, but uh, we still need water. I says, easy. Half an hour later, I looked up over Coronado, which is a volcano. There appeareth a cloud like a man's head. A rainstorm, a torrential rainstorm came. Now, some of you are saying, I've never seen it like that manner before. It's right here in the scriptures. It rained so hard, everyone got in their machinery, and I'm walking around, no raincoat. I'm saying, you asked for water, here it is. Get to work. <laughs> you can ask the architect, the one I described, Lehia, this morning. She'll tell you. Because she was even saying, Pastor, I know that you pray. I know. I says, Lehia, God will provide. Fast forward. 15 years later, you saw me with the machete cutting down the banana trees. 
We needed a parking lot. That parking lot cost us, Pastor, $100,000 for 20 stalls. We paid cash. Not from the states. From those poor little people in Costa Rica that give to missions. I'm standing out there with one of our uh, men that is blessed in construction. And he says, Pastor, he goes... We need to get water to put. I said, don't worry about it. I said, well, and the owner of the, he says, you don't understand. It's the dry season. I said, I've heard that before. And Alejandro, he said, pastor. I says, don't worry. Just wait. Same place, same little cloud, same rainstorm. You know what Alejandro said to me? He says, pastor. Will you promise me you'll never pray against me? <laughs> I says, I don't pray against people. I pray for people that they go forward. You can ask him when you get to heaven. God still does great things. Making a decision to go forward sometimes is, is difficult in doing. We see here in the Bible, in verse 36, it says, And he, and when they had sent away the multitudes, they took him even as he was in the ship. The first thing I see is forsaking. You got to get away from the multitudes. The multitudes of people are going this direction. We're Christians, we're going against the current. Many people are following the multitudes. He forsake them, he left them. Is there something that you and I need to leave tonight? To help us to get to the other side. Remember I mentioned today about the thermometer on measuring your faith. How much faith do you and I have? I am confident that God is going to use that cartoon in Mongolia. I have the faith because God will not fail. And that's why I jumped on the opportunity. Before you even said who would. I was ready to come up and whisper in your. I want it. I want it. I want it. I want it. I think there was a man named Caleb. Says I want that mountain. And I think he was up in age. It's never too late to get involved. And we should never lose the interest. We should forsake the things that are hindering us from going forward. Young people, don't let the world or anything of this world hinder you from going forward to get to the other side. Amen. What's hindering you? What's hindering me? From moving to the other side. When we leave someone or something behind that is hindering us from doing what God wants us to do. Your pastor mentioned about forsaking the comfortable things here. When we went to Costa Rica, there are cockroaches. You know, you ever seen a flying cockroach? Huh? They fly. They're big. You could write the logo United American. In the kitchen, the rats... Because it was a wooden house, the rats would come out and eat the rice. So we got rat poisoning. The rat did not die. He grew fatter and couldn't get back in his hole. <laughs> you could hear him running across the ceiling. We'd go to church. The kids in the church that we attended, remember they played with the cockroaches in the nursery? And some even expanded. I'll eat grasshoppers, but I will not eat cockroaches. That's just a little beyond me. 
but forsaking. We would hang our clothes on a clothesline. Remember a clothesline? Remember how you used to hang your clothes on a clothesline? Your mother always tell you, put the sheets first and then the underclothes on behind it so your neighbors don't see. It. How many clothes? You know what a clothespin is? Oh, yeah, okay. They were good to shoot with a gum band. You know what a gum band is? I'm teaching you some things now. You know what a gum band is? You guys call it a rubber band. We call it a gum band where I grew up. Well, when we got to Costa Rica, we washed. We didn't have disposable diapers. We had the old cloth diapers. Can you relate? And washing them, and they never dried because of the humidity, and we didn't have a dryer, which the reason we didn't have to have baby wipes because in the diaper was incorporated the baby wipe because it was always moist of, because of the humidity. My wife didn't complain. That was just part of the process. We're such a complaining society. We complain about everything for sake. And count your blessings. Name them one by one. Because if you walk... With the world, they're always complaining, aren't they? I have to go to work. Then quit. No, it, please don't do that, okay? It's not, it's not to your best advantage, depending where you are, though. Forsaking. Forsaking. Aren't we promised that God will provide for us? The second thing, once you forsake, they followed him into the boat. You got to get in the boat. I want you to get this evening into the boat of faith. I didn't do that. I did not take on that cartoon to try to impress you. I saw an investment and I wasn't going to let it go by. That would have been foolish of me to let something like that go. I can't go to Mongolia, but I've been praying for Mongolia for more than two years. As I pray for many nations. I always ask this with the kids when I'm there for a certain period of time. How many of you could tell me a hundred, recite to me a hundred countries, I'll give you a hundred dollars. They come up, they get close, they get up to 70, some. Uh, aren't we supposed to pray for the world? Isn't every nation important in the eyes of God? Every people group is important. I will follow, I will follow Anywhere and everywhere. I will follow who? Him. My wife and I have a model we heard back in Bible college. Where he leads us, we will follow. What he feeds us, we will swallow. That's our model. Who are you following today? His will or your will? Your ambitions or his interest? Think about it. Following. And as we follow him... The third thing I'd like for us to see in verse 37, and there arose a great storm of wind and waves and beat into the ship so that it was now full. Facing storms. Not only are we to forsake. When I read in Philippians, uh, let's look there quickly for the sake of time, but I, I like the scriptures. Uh, nothing better than the word of God. Uh, look with me, if you would, in the book of Philippians, Philippians chapter 2. I mentioned this briefly this morning. In verse 4, it says, Look not every man on his own things. Isn't that a, uh, that's not, that's not a, a Bordell concept. That's a Bible concept. 
But every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. That's something that we see today. Uh, I don't desire. He must be glorified. He must. Remember what John the Baptist says? He must increase and I must decrease. Is it easy to decrease? Giving the credit to someone else? That's why I like working with the pastors over there. Uh, we had Vacation Bible School. There were several churches that were visiting at the time. There were several pastors there. And they said to me, they said, you do nothing. I said, thank you. I took it as a compliment. I'm a missionary. They said, who's in charge? I said, Jesus Christ. They said, ah, we know that. And they started to get frustrated with me. They said, but we don't see anybody. The boss says, it just looks like they all work together. Let me ask you, when you see a group of ants working, who's in charge? But they're working. There's 180 workers, and they're all doing what they need to do and not complaining and doing it with love. At the end of vacation Bible school, at the end of the day, at 1130, when all the kids leave, everyone takes their part in cleanup. By 12 o'clock, everybody's off to their employment. And we don't have a meeting. We don't have a big junta uh, directiva. A big, we don't have a big assembly. Okay, you're in charge. Who's in charge? No, everybody knows what they need to do. God has a plan and a purpose for every one of us. The nursery workers, thank God for your help this morning with those precious little children. My wife was telling me, the little baby that was amen to me, <laughs> praise God. I'm glad somebody was saying amen. I don't look at it. I preach with roosters. I preach with all types of animals. If you can't preach over a crying kid, you probably shouldn't be preaching. That's what I always say. There are some people that say, oh, I don't know. You don't understand. I don't care to understand. I'm going forward because I'll face obstacles. That's all part of life. I remember when I got to Costa Rica, the other missionaries that were there, they said, where you're going, it's full of cults. It's too expensive. And the language, you'd barely know it. I said, thank you for your encouragement. <laughs> I got away from them quickly. I ran fast and far. Thank you. Which spy are you? Which spy are you? Because I'm going to go with Joshua. I'm running with Caleb because I know the Lord's on my side. And I know that he will provide for me. I will face challenges, but when I face the challenges, I know God will provide for me what's needed and necessary. Many of you, once you make your faith promise commitment, you're going to face challenges. But will you go forward? Will you go forward? Now, some of you said, I've already filled out the commitment. Do you need really a card to fulfill the commitment? Why don't you just go another five? Thank you for the three amens. <laughs> Perhaps you're waiting for another ten. No amens. I'm trying to encourage you to get invested in what God's invested in. Our young people, the amount of money they give is phenomenal. Our college and career is probably 40% of the income. I got one young man, he gives close to $500 a month. 
And the average salary in Costa Rica is 700. Now, I'm not telling you to do that. I'm just telling you what I experienced. Now, he doesn't make 700. He makes close to 2,500. But he was a young teenager that got a hold of the Word of God. And he has watched God bless him. How many of you have seen God's blessing? How many of you were blessed during the pandemic? I won't call it what they, everybody else calls it because as a man humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. The Son of God, a servant, becoming a Savior. Wherefore, verse 9, Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which above all other names. I love to read the following verse. That is the name of Jesus. Every knee should bow, and the things in heaven, and things in earth, and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I love to hear the word Jesus. I try not to preach a sermon without speaking about Christ or Jesus. His name is wonderful. His name is wonderful. But not everyone knows, as your pastor said today, the name of Jesus. Facing our storms. Let us return to Mark as we finish up this evening. As they were facing their storms, let's listen to some of the things that they said before we move on. It goes on to say, here in the scripture, it says, And there arose a storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, that it was now full. Have you ever felt like your ship is full? Have you been there? How many have you been there? Now, young people, you may not understand, but don't worry. The waves are coming. And the ship will be filled. And you'll wonder, what did I do? Wake up the Savior. Well, he's not sleeping. He's just, I, I, I look at it this way. I got a, I got a pretty wild imagination. I, I think that he was awake. He was just waiting for them to come. And here you got the disciples. Over. Who's going to go talk to him? Well, go. Someone's got to go. I don't have a problem going to my Savior and looking to him for help. I'm not going to let my pride get in the way when I know that without him, I can do nothing. Nada, for those that speak Spanish. Zilch. How often when our boats are filled do we look to the Savior? This is not the Savior. Pray for me. Pray for yourself. I don't need you to do intercession when I have Jesus Christ that will do intercession for me. Doesn't make any sense. And if I don't know what to do, I just get on my knees and let the Holy Spirit, as it says in Romans, to do intercession, the things that I don't know, He'll utter for me. Uh, Holy Spirit, I'm on my knees. I have no idea what's going on. Would you do some intercession for me and give me what's needed and necessary? Give me the comfort that I can continue on in this storm because my boat is filled. I'm overwhelmed at the moment, but I need you and I know that you will provide for me what's needed and necessary. It's simple. It's, it's very simple if we just follow the equation that God has designed for us. The Bible tells us that the storms are there. He's now full. Verse 38. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow, and they awake him, 
and said unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? You think God's interested in us? He saved us for a reason. That's why I don't have a problem going to Nicaragua. You may have. I don't. You may be fearful. I'm not. I don't have a problem going to El Salvador. In two months, I'm going to El Salvador. It's dangerous. They have 50,000 MS-13 in jail, and there's still 30,000 running around loose. I'll, I'll tell you what. I went to dinner with a gentleman inside his little shanty. They cooked outside. They had no bathroom on the inside. They had no water there. And he cooked the best chicken I've eaten in my life outside. I says, how bad is it? He goes, well, let me tell you. I rent a little space downtown San Salvador, and I sell T-shirts. And every month, MS-13s come by, and they charge me. It's extortion, El Capone. Remember El Capone? They have the, the protection. Well, he says, if you don't pay, two or three guys come and escort you to the back, and then they wheel you out in a wheelbarrow in pieces. That's what they did to my brother. What do you say? What do you say to an individual like that? Went to church the next day. We were on our knees getting ready to go out to bring them in. I was getting ready to preach. A young man, 16 years old, he says, Thank you, Lord, for every trial and tribulation and difficulty that I had this past week. I have not heard any pastor pray like that. I'm thinking to myself, that's in the Bible. Count it a joy when you fall into diverse temptation. And here's this young man teaching me about prayer. You talk about a humbling experience. I got up, and I'm thinking to myself, whoa, wait, uh, hey, hang on a second. Here you got a 15-year-old kid. I just ate dinner with a gentleman that lost his brother, and, and, and I complain? Doest thou not care that I perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind, and he said unto the sea, Peace be still. The wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why art thou so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? My last point, not only forsaking, not only following, not only facing, but faith. Without faith, it's what? Impossible. Faith helps you to trust in him. Help you to travel. I want you to get to the other side by faith. Get in the book. Follow me. Follow me. Follow me. Young people, you're willing to follow the Lord? This evening, you heard your pastor. Are you willing? Here am I. I'll go. Wherever. Do whatever. Say, I don't have a place to go. Come visit me. For what? Just to see what's going on. You know, everybody does these, these, uh, these uh, trips to find out what's going on. In the come, come to the, go to, I want to encourage every one of you, go to the mission field in your next vacation. Go to the mystery. You will come back a changed individual. When you see, and don't, don't go to the mystery and stay in a Marriott. That's not the mystery field, all right? That's a tourist uh, uh, adventure. Go to where the people are. Eat what they eat. Walk with them. In fact, that individual, his name is Salvador. Wonder why. 
Salvador says, you're the first gringo that have ever visited me. He says, in fact, when you were walking on soul winning yesterday in the streets, did you notice everyone looking at you? I says, that's normal. Being so good looking, how couldn't you not? Huh? Why are you laughing? Huh? My wife thinks so. That's all that matters. Right? It doesn't matter. what anybody... And Walking down the street, and the truck was filled up. Said, how many were on the truck on visitation? Like 30. And said, why didn't you get in the truck? I can walk. I need the exercise. I walked through the market, and you should have seen them looking at me. And somebody came up to me and said, do you speak Spanish? Yes, I speak Spanish. You know, it's kind of dangerous. I says, it's dangerous anywhere I go. But it's more dangerous to be outside the will of God. So I trust him. I travel with him. And I have a triumphant victory with him. Very simple. Faith overcomes fear. I'm not fearful. If it's shook right now, I wouldn't run out of here. Some, some, no, I'm not even going to ask this. I don't want you to. An earthquake. I welcome an earthquake. I like it when it rocks and rolls. The attendance goes up. I like storms. I feel bad for the people that have to suffer. Now, some of you think, you're mean, cruel. No, it's part of life. Challenges will come. Difficulties will come. Uh, God only permits us to be tempted as much as he will provide the grace in order for us to get to the other side. Aren't you glad we have a loving God? You say, if he's so loving, why does he permit that? God doesn't permit all the things. It's because of the sin nature, and they've looked to do their own program. Like I read in the book of Judges today, every man did that which was right in his own lives, and there will be a judgment for sin. Sin is judged. He's a just God, and I'm glad that I have him as my Savior. Can God calm the storm in your life? Could he? Yes. Would he? Yes. Perhaps this evening you need to forsake some things. How many of you like Starbucks? Oh, man. That's not even coffee. That's sugar tainted with coffee. Now, there was at least two or three dozen hands that went up. If you would forsake Starbucks... You could give more to missions and do something that is profitable. Amen. Don't follow me. Follow him. But as I follow him, follow the instructions. Now, some of you are getting panicking. I don't want to forsake Starbucks. <laughs> really? It has that much of a control? Let's go a step further. Forsaking Netflix and all the other flexes and flakies and all that. Oh, now, now, we're, now, now we're getting on an area, and there's nothing wrong with it. But it should never supersede what he gets. I was preaching to a gentleman. He loves hunting like your pastor. I said, I don't have a problem with that. But do you do more hunting for animals than you do for souls? And your pastor does it. He's always out. He was out on soul winning yesterday. There's nothing wrong with these things. It's just when they have priority 
over, he must have the preeminence in all things. So getting back to the television, or you say, well, you got this. Yeah, but you got to understand something. I'm a wise missionary, and I got a gracious daughter. She pays for our service. I haven't paid for cell phone ever in a day. Don't plan on it. That's her ministry, to minister to her dad and her mother. You say, you're cruel. No. I'm letting her be in a blessing because every time I use this apparatus, it's doing something for the Lord. So she's invested in our ministry. That's the way I look at it. You say, however you want to look at it. I look at it as a positive. So forsaking, and then following who? Following him. Following him. Will I face opposition? I have. Will I face more opposition? Yes, I will. Perhaps my most grievous days are ahead of me. You say, and how will you face it? With the same Lord that helped me to face every other situation prior to this day. But I will go forward. And I won't be grumbling along the way. <laughs> Take the pebbles out of your mouth. Put your teeth back in and just chew it up. Face it. Face it. Face it. And face it by faith. Don't try it by yourself. Don't try it. You're going to run out of energy. You'll be discouraged. But God will strengthen us. Doesn't he lift us up like eagles? Uh, if he did that in the day of Isaiah, is he still on the throne? Remember this morning. Yesterday, today, and forever. The same God was with the missionaries as they went across the ocean, packing all their belonging in coffins, in coffins, knowing that they would not come back. That's forsaking. And who are they following? Jesus. Adnar Judson, how many wives did he lose? How many children did he lose? But look what God did there in Burma. Because of his faith. Your faith, my faith. Faith, promise, missions. Do you want to get to the other side? How many want to get to the other side? How many want to follow the Lord? You're going to have to face some challenges. And your faith will need to be tested. And if you're not saved, I'd like to encourage you. I first will take the word of God and show you. 10, 15 minutes, I can show you how to be saved. I've done it thousands of times. There's nothing that God cannot forgive that he will not forgive. But you have to trust him. Trusting him as you travel along. And as you travel along, you can be triumphant in him. There's victory in Christ Jesus. Aren't you glad they sing about it? I'm on the winning side. Then smile. I've never seen a loser disappointed. Because he is able. Do you believe that? Yeah. Believing before pleasing.
We must trust him. 